On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Mr. Sandman brought us a dream, if Resident Alien is redeemed by finally being available to stream, and if Mike creamed when the Marvel theme screamed on his screen before the Guardians team let a teen group clean in the stream and make extreme art supreme with an ALF magazine and kerosene on I Am Groot. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the cartoon shows and even some of the cartoon shorts. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. I do, of course, have some friends with me because um, I'm lazy and I don't want to do all this work by myself. So, first friend I'm going to bring on is, of course, Ryan. Cassie, I'm here to uh, do all of the heavy lifting for you, I guess. Like, cool. what what is hard for you as a, a as a podcast host i uh, honestly like people want to know like you sit in a throne that has been cleaned that's been de-cleaned uh you sit there and you throw insults at everyone and Mm -hmm. i have to be here to pick up your kleenexes so like what is hard for you well one i have to come into the studio huge burden Mm -hmm. um you have no idea and then also you know i have to like read this script verbatim it's crazy that all this is written but um i got i do i am a pretty good reader and i read this verbatim every time so i think that deserves my props you're reading the script right now in fact in the script it says i'm saying it says this is in the script right and your next response is going to be in the script go ahead and do it and that's the way the the cookie crumbles that's in the I don't script know why that's on there that's in the <laughs> script in the script in it's this crazy. script, it says that's the way the crookie cumbles. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> they really, like, the writers know, like, my weird-ass accent or inability to talk. And they, they put it in here, which is sometimes insulting, but sometimes endearing at the same time. And that's the one I would like to classify as endearing, I would say. Yeah. But, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do, of course, have my friend Mike here as well. Yeah, I think it's endearing to be so seen and heard that the writers know your voice. I mean, Donald Glover is a Cassie writer. Uh, Justin Roiland is a Cassie writer, right? Uh, Cassie still thinks that Louis C.K. should be on the team, which is weird. I don't know why Cassie has demanded that Louis C.K. is still... But, like, Louis C.K. is writing for her. That monologue that Cassie read at the front is co-written by Louis C.K. It's been heavily edited mm. to make I it think, acceptable. I think you can tell when it's Louis. Like, when, you know, it like doesn't fully make sense. It, it, Louis got a little bit in there, for sure. Right. So, like, right there in that point, right? No, that one was pretty cohesive, I'd say. Okay, but in that point, that was Louis C.K. What you're saying okay, right great. now. Yeah, for sure. And this next one, also Louis C.K. Caitlin? Wow. Uh, I actually, <laughs> this is so weird, because my writers are actually the Jonas Brothers, and, like, they're learning how to write, so, like, that's why sometimes it doesn't sound like my stuff makes sense, mm-hmm. but, like, they're great. And that's what they wrote here. They're, Does it surprise you guys that write, uh, they write years of songs? Yeah, uh, they're they're in their late thirties and they're now learning how to write. Does that surprise yeah. you guys? <laughs> Not at all. 
No, they started with the banger of, what was it, 3003? Dear God. No, year 3000. But there was a song before that, Cassie. Would you like me to tell you the the story of the Jonas Brothers? I don't want you to, but it is in the script, so I have to say yes. Well, the Jonas Brothers did start when they were brothers. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first song, I can't remember it, honestly. I can't remember it. Why did they start writing Caitlin's part in a southern (laughs) accent? (laughs) Weird move. That's a total, you know that's the bonus Jonas. Oh, Frankie. <laughs> Did you see this fucking podcasting pro, how she flawlessly transitioned into it? Like, she saw in the words, Southern accent. She was like, no problem. Got it. I'm here for it. The demos, like the main demo, which is like 18 to 35 male, has said that Caitlin's accent, current, is not appropriate. And so she yeah. has to start sounding more Southern. Like Rogue, mm-hmm. like Rogue from the X-Men. That's what people want. <laughs> I'll just call you sugar all the time. They they mostly want Caitlin to be as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Say, <laughs> like, I'm like I'm sweating like a whore in church. <laughs> I am sweating <laughs> like a whore. <laughs> yeah. No, see, that's Caitlin's accent. See, uh, an actual note we got from that demo is the dinosaurs died. Why does she sound like a dinosaur still alive? <laughs> and to that, I drunk say, pterodactyl. <laughs> Roar! <laughs> Caitlin, That's more Bane. <laughs> it's pretty Bane. It's, it's more Bane and it's Urbane. I think that we're all appreciating it. Uh, Caitlin, as the newest person to the show, do you appreciate all of these on-air notes that we're giving you <laughs> about how you should be better on the podcast? You know, you told me to bring out my inner dinosaur, and I think that is the best note I could have ever gotten. And, um, I mean, I think they said don't do that, but I took that as do do that. Right. So, so you're not, not good at taking pleaser. notes because the, the notes seriously said act Less like a dinosaur, and you're taking it as act more like a dinosaur. Okay, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. She's what a dinosaur sounds like. (laughs) She's currently blowing up one of those dinosaur costumes. She's gone full dinosaur for this, but it's fitting because she just ate a goat. She ate a goat. (laughs) It's fucking disturbing. That was Um, my pet goat. Some could say this is a nightmare, you guys. But (laughs) yeah, our listeners could say that. Do you know what's more what's more of a nightmare? Uh, announcing which goat on your goat farm is the greatest of all time. How do you tell people? That's the Does goat. That? Yeah, we that's know. Goat goat. We know that's the goat. <laughs> you know? Like it's that's a big problem. That's the problem here. Respect the goat. <laughs> this is A plus comedy, and going off the roll of this, you guys, our shishis are gonna come up and we gotta find out who the funniest character is. And spoiler, it's not us. Weird. <laughs> but let's go to that right now. It is shushy time. We have on our best clothes, our fanciest clothes for this special occasion because it's the biggest award of the season. Funniest character. Ryan, what are our nominations? Uh, Cassie, that's not what this award is called. This is called... <laughs> I can't believe you don't know this. Uh, this is called the uh, Deke's Achievement in Comedy in a Singular Character. Mm. Uh, it has to be called that. Mike, why is it called that? There has been no greater representation of humor on the history of superhero show show other than ZM11, Lemon Obsessed, Deke Shaw. This Is this the first year Zeke can't be up or was last year? It's Deke. <laughs> so sorry. I didn't yeah, it, mean it's to fucking, like It's fucking Deke, you hillbilly. You and <laughs> Put some respect on his name. I said seriously, apologies. Did he, Mike, two questions. Uh, first question and then a follow-up question. Uh, one, did Deke win three years in a row? And two, 
Did he win three years in a row because that was just a fuck you to the host saying Mike and Ryan control this show and we will determine what happens? Uh, yes and no. He won fair and square, and that's why it's named after him. Deke he Shaw's lemons. Deke Shaw's commitment to comedy in a single character. The award. Uh, let me just ask you this. Guys, this has been, I think, a banner year in comedy for superhero show shows. Here is what the nominees could have been. It could have been Cheryl Blossom, Five from Umbrella Academy, Lucifer from Lucifer, Mobius from Loki, and Vigilante from Peacemaker. What the what? Would that have there been? There were some stole cold killer winners on that not nominated list. <laughs> that is Vigilante. That's bananas. The funniest character in uh, since Deke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, Caitlin and Cassie, I do have to talk to you. I do feel like that Mike has huffed a full uh, like can of spray paint with the name Deke on it, and that is how he's acting right now, and that's how we should treat him. <laughs> uh, none of those people were nominated. Guys, none of those shows were nominated. Whoa. That's wild. The five nominees that we have tonight uh, come from two shows. Two oh. shows. Banner year for comedy for our shows. Does anybody know what the two shows are? I could hazard a guess. Go ahead. Both of them? Or should I just say one? Well, no. Caitlin also said she has one, so. Oh, Caitlin, you go first. Harley Quinn? That is one. (gasps) And you know what? Mike, fuck you. Cassie, what's the other one? What the fuck? Uh, Jesus. Mandalorian. (laughs) She's going to freaking. She still thinks we cover Mandalorian. Baby Grogu. It's Grogu. Uh, It's Resident Alien, you (laughs) freaking. So I basically had it right. There's still an alien in it. Barrel wearing, barefoot. Fuck you, bro. Um, Caitlin. Yeah. Your your first nominee. Mm-hmm. Is from Harley Quinn. It's Bane. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um. I love Bane. Um. And Bane is a great character because everyone hates him, and. Everyone picks on Bane. Bane is the person I like to hang out with because he's easy to pick on. Um, and so Wait. Bane is my favorite character um, in Harley Quinn. So Bane is great. That's what Caitlin said to me right before we started recording tonight's episode. Has you're anyone? The, I said you're the Bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone gotten less screen time and also a nomination for a, a shishi in the same season? No, it, there's a reason in, in the greater uh, pop filter universe we have an award sometimes called pound for pound performance, and Bane is the reason that exists. Yeah, there's like never a full reason Bane needs to be there, except for they found a funny joke of a way to dunk on Bane, and they were like, let's just throw it in there. <laughs> and it's the best way to utilize Bane. Also, he got to get his pasta maker back. Like, he get his I need to know. Maker. That's this whole season three arc for me. <laughs> I don't care about nothing about Harley. Uh, the fact that we're going to treat every villain, every Batman character seriously, except for Bane, we know exactly when they were born. Every writer of <laughs> Harley Quinn was born uh, in June of 1981. Uh, Mike, the next nominee is from Harley Quinn. It's Clayface. Of course it is a Clayface! <laughs> uh, Pop Filter Hall of Famer Alan Tudyk plays Clayface. And... This is one of his funniest roles. Uh, the sad, over-the-top, thirsty actor who has no skill. Uh, he makes it relatable and sad, and I love him. <laughs> it's the way he creates a backstory for every single character yes. that goes way too in-depth that I'll never get tired of that joke. 
But and visually, he can never make a backstory to hide those janky ass teeth. Yes. <laughs> always, always gotta be there. <laughs> like every story should involve a large amount of meth. Is that they did at some point, and it's never in there. <laughs> he'll he'll say like, you know what? This story needs it needs for me to be Bruce Wayne, and then he'll smile, and he looks like the most <laughs> he looks like the most British person you have ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> Uh, but I love him. Caitlin, the next nominee from Harley Quinn is Harley Quinn. Oh, it's all Harley. It's I mean, it's she's the show. She is Harley. Um, I think I, I just love how wild she is. And we get to see so much of Harley. She's not only funny, like Mike said, there's a lot of sad in Harley Quinn and she gets sad sometimes. So. Uh, For me with Harley, I think it's the perfect utilization of um, fuck in all curse words that yeah. is just perfect for her. And uh, they use it at every perfect moment, which is like five seconds for her every five seconds. I mean, let's I'll be let's be straight, folks. Like the fact that we we heard about a show that is centered around Harley Quinn. We were all like, even despite Mike's tattoo, we were like, fuck, really? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come on, her. And she has fucking destroyed it episode by episode for three, four years now. And maybe yeah. re- like dig Kaylee Coco a lot yeah. more because before it was just Harley Quinn Big is Bang. why I'm like, maybe I should watch the flight attendant. But not Big Bang. But not never Big Bang. Never. <laughs> <laughs> just all the Priceline commercials and then the flight attendant. <laughs> you, do, you do love your Priceline commercials. Cassie, the next nominee for funniest character of all time from this past year is, I'm going to try to say this right, Harry Vanderspiegel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course this guy's got to make it to the top again. Alan Tudyk, uh, gonna sweep this, but he's just there. We talk about him every time we talk about the show. It's like his physical comedy, but not even with his movements. Like his face does some fucked up things while his he's acting. Weird this face. It's the enunciation, and honestly, this season, um, it's really the joke about the fan about jumping on a trampoline in a fan store. Uh, that's really like, this guy's the funniest person to ever exist on TV. And how, how much of the time, like, honestly, are we, like, if we look at all the scenes that he's actually the straight man, right? Like, yes, he can't do that much. He just has to be like, but he is the funniest person in every scene because he's Alan goddamn Tudyk. So good. That's why he's in the Pop Filter Hall of Fame. All right, Cassie, one more. It's from Resident Alien. Mm-hmm. It's Sheriff Mike Thompson is in the top fucking five funniest characters of the year. This? Now, if you were with us season one, this has to seem insane. Now, this Right? We were through. like, get this guy off the show. <laughs> we all collectively were like, hey, ACAB includes this guy. But now, I think there's one exception, and it's this fucking sheriff. And he's actually, like, truly... I said Alan Tudyk was the funniest guy on the screen. Um, if the sheriff is there, that's not true. The way he delivers things uh, brings me so much joy. And he just gives these wild lines. And he grew so much from being, like, the boring, most boring character to now this, like, fucked up little weirdo. And I love him. Yeah, it's He was, like, a hardline cop in season one. And it felt like the actor was like, please let me have fun. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay. And now he, he gives us gold lines. Like, in this week's episode, he said to his deputy... Because she was doing personal time at work. He's like, all right, so you don't get to go to the bathroom until the next time you would have to get to go to the bathroom and you have to pee twice but as fast and you wait have twice to as long. <laughs> you, have to, you have to piss and shit twice as fast as you would have because you ruined your brain. 
All, but there's another part in that scene from uh, this week's episode where he walks in and he says, he walks in on his deputy and he's like, what are you doing, Instagramming? And then she's not. She, uh, she is absolutely not, but he doesn't care. Because he then says, because you have to, and then just goes about his thought process. It does not matter what the room that he walks into. <laughs> he's thinking about what he was talking about. And that, that's the, he, he encapsulates a certain kind of man I call over 45. Uh, <laughs> and it does not matter. I like how response. you keep moving that uh, number up every time I get another birthday. Look, I'm never going to say you're that kind of man, Ryan. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But like uh, this is full Nate Haywood style of you suck. Wait, mm-hmm. you are about to be nominated. The nominees are from Harley Quinn, Bane, from Harley Quinn, Clayface. From Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, from Resident Alien, Harry Vanderspiegel, and from Resident Alien, Sheriff Mike Thompson. Here we go. Anybody, you guys have any uh, predictions? You know where this I is going? Have, I have high hopes for the sheriff. Vigilante. Vigilante. I'm so sorry, Mike. <laughs> Bury that dream. Your winner is Harry Vanderspiegel from Resident Alien. Ooh. That's Look. three shushies this season. Two of them to Resident Alien. Ooh, if there's wow. two Alan Tudicks, if there's Alan Fordick is on our <laughs> list, you know he's going to get one of the awards. At what point do we have to move Alan Fordick into the Hall, Hall, Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah, or like too many awards. <laughs> is there a certain point where like Alan Tudyk or Resident Alien has to move into a chamber where like we stop giving them so many awards because they. <laughs> You know what's, what the problem with Resident Alien is? Is they keep picking up their awards. They come to the studio yeah, and they the pick one. their awards up. And it's also, there, there's a certain kind of sci-fi show. They did it with Winona and they did it now with Resident Alien of, you know what? We're writing for an audience of four. <laughs> and it's just exactly up and the they four have a of podcast. shared butts. <laughs> four do have mics. So... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we might as well just go ahead and print uh, like five more of these for Resident Alien make it easy on ourselves. Uh, that is the winner for what was it? The Deke Honor uh, Zima's uh, Funny Laugh Award. It was the Deke presentation of comedy in a specific character of television. Great! So that's the winner for the Shushi of Funniest Character. Coming up next, the main <laughs> event, Sandman. On the season premiere of Sandman, we meet Dream the Endless and see all the dreams and nightmares he created in his realm. Meanwhile, in the waking realm. A magician tries to capture death and bring back his dead boy, but instead captures Dream. When he realizes his mistake, the magician takes Dream's three tools, the ruby, bag of sand, and his helm, and traps Dream for a century before he manages to escape. Tastebuds, I ask you this. Did Sandman stick the landing? Now, Cassie, I'm a little confused. You said that there's three elements to Sandman. Are we sure? Because those three elements were only mentioned... 18 or 19 <laughs> times in the show. So are we sure that there's... Uh, so wait, there, there's a helm and there's a there's necklace a and there's a bag of sand, mm-hmm. yeah, right? I know. It's like I really had to use like all my you know, TV watching skills to pick up on those three items. It was like I, kind of a little nugget in there. I guarantee I just, you, I've watched TV with Cassie before. And when she was watching the show, she went backwards like Matrix bullet time style and was like, there are three things to the Sandman. Helm, <laughs> necklace, and bag of sand. And she realized all of that. Good job, Cassie. That's why Thank you're you. the host. Thank you. I know. 
I was really surprised um, that there was more than bag of sand, though. Honestly, I thought Sandman just needed sand. Yeah, you would think. Well, at, at a certain point, he does. He just does pick up random ass beach sand. sand. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Did he turn part of his wrist into sand? Because they stole his bag a hundred years before, and the minute he gets out, he just goes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was keeping that sand. I, cr- I, I had one tooth in the back of my mouth. I bite just hard enough. It releases the sand. Hey, actually, Mike, can I ask you a question? You may. Who? What are our audiences more interested in? The thoughts of this episode from two fucking diehard borderline have tattoos of death's necklace Sandman fans. Or two people who are like, uh, is this a comic? And then just watch this as a TV show. Probably that one. <laughs> All right. Hi. So <laughs> let's. The ladies like, assumed this was based on the 1950s song, the. Bum 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 bum. That's the lollipop song. So bring me a dream. why don't we throw this back to Cass and Caitlin, guys? Was this like a admirable pilot? Like, is this a show that you guys want to watch? It did, like, surprisingly, every time I saw the previews on it on Netflix, you know, when it tries to shove it down your throat, I was mm-hmm. like, no, thank you. And then um, you guys said, you have to. And I was like, okay. And then I sat down for it, and I was Friends. enjoying it, honestly. Uh, it was a pretty fun ride. Guys, I have a new favorite show. and it's Oh, shit. Want to know why? I thought she dig on it and be like, and it's Paper Girls. It's <laughs> Paper Girls. <laughs> no, Caitlin just it's... ordered the 10 or the 100-disc DVD set of... <laughs> You Sandman. Fucking, you watch out, Sandman. I'm coming for your DVD box set. She's getting the helm, the <laughs> ruby, and a bag of sand. Oh. <laughs> By next week, they're going to be in the mail, Cassie. <laughs> They'll be here. By next recording. Uh, no, I dig everything about this. The vibes. It's like, it, I think I was screaming it. So Cassie probably heard. I was like, this is 2005. This is emo. There's like a blue filter on it. This is like Twilight. I was going to ask because you said, do you know why it's my favorite show? I was going to ask, is this giving you Twilight vibes? Oh, it's thousand percent i literally ended the episode and i was like give me more but, uh, i guess i guess are, are you talking are about the, the, the very pale skinny guy who can only <laughs> move in such a way where his wiener is closed off to the world <laughs> the, the funniest My- part of that this actor's wang is out for a hundred years the funniest part is when it stops being tr- tricky camera work and he just puts his hand down like he's just yeah. like you know what or there's I- like a, a big old dark shadow where his dick should be it's like wow that's a dark that's a big dark shadow <laughs> I can just mm-hmm. imagine the phone call to his mom of like, mother, I will be captured. <laughs> My wiener will be out for a hundred years. And she's like, Mom's no, but wait. On episode two. And he's like, no one will see it. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. The greatest trick that Dream of the Endless ever pulled is <laughs> convincing the world his gargantuan You know what? <laughs> That's crazy because uh, the, di- the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was showing his dick the entire time. Just be like, hey, hey what's yeah, up? Everyone? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Caitlin couldn't stop. Was it like, did the plot also get you or were you relying solely on vibes and aesthetic that it was getting you through? Vibes and aesthetic got me through. The fact that it held my hand and they said the ruby, the helm, and the bag of sand 15 <laughs> times. I was like, yeah. oh, I know what's important here. They, it was they almost sing. Follow. <laughs> They almost sing those items the way into the woods. Fucking repeats the a bag of coal, blah blah blah. Like it just over and over. Like you will remember the items people need to get. There's a point where the sun is like, uh, no, the two items, the helm and the bag of sand, and everybody's like, nope, it's the three items, the bag of <laughs> sand, the helm and the ruby necklace. 
and then they <laughs> slap him. Uh, what I love is uh, acting wise. Uh, Tywin's gonna Tywin, man. They they got oh, yeah. that actor who was on Game of Thrones, and he looks at his young son and says, "Randall was my greatest joy." And the other kid just looks. Alex looks so sad and leaves the room. Can I just say <laughs> to two of my favorite OCD hosts, and then Mike is also here. Um, <laughs> is fucking Alex. this guy Ty, the guy who played Tywin, the guy who played the old man? He is British. Uh, Caleb Nichol, right? Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. That tracks for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, I'm sorry, Mike. To keep you updated, uh, Caleb Nichol was uh, Kirsten's father from the OC, and he no, played I a heard of it. I played a villain. I like to think of him as a less ripped Lionel Luther. Oh. Mm. fucking mm. that boy shredded, shredded. <laughs> back to Sandman. Um, since you guys are diehard fans, um, was it? Did it live up to the hype? Since you guys are uh, blood brothers in this pact. I it's it was very hard to stop at one episode. I don't know if Caitlin, yes. you're like right there, but like to be like, oh, Some I may say I, I didn't I, stop. <laughs> <laughs> she says I spit on your contract. <laughs> She's seriously talking like Morpheus. Like no, just <laughs> just say that you watched more. Mm. I I only Some watched two say, though. I was like the just a little kingdom. bit. <laughs> so yeah, I just watched two. Uh, like, I want to watch all the rest of them now. But no, uh, it was like not Sin City panel for panel, the comic, but basically mm-hmm. the fucking comic. And the biggest thing was finding a Morpheus who was like, <laughs> yes. there was, uh, what do we think, 23, 24, 25 years ago, a baby was born to be Morpheus. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and, and this fucking actor is just dream. And now every other actor, because they, they, there was movies and trilogies and other versions of the show were supposed to have been made for the last 25 years. JGL uh, uh, was supposed to be him. J- at Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the most famous, and I think got the furthest along. And of course all those had to fail. This just is Morpheus. His voice, his... And, and he gets it and every... It, the comic is just vibes, man. If you're like, what's <laughs> the plot of the comic? I don't know. What's the vibe of the comic? This and that oh, that's wow. that's the thing that I'm a little worried about is because the plot of the story of the comic is great, but the like etheria and the mm-hmm. mythology and how the comic involves mythology of all time is really where it's at. And yeah. I do think the show is going to do a good job telling the story of Morpheus getting his was it two things back, four things back, two things, four things. How many does he have? Five. Ryan. <laughs> You deserve to be locked up in a bubble. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's three things. Three things. Um, It's going to nail all that. But um, there's a point where I think it was Morpheus at the end of the first episode, which is all I watched because I stopped because I'm a fucking diligent little soldier. (laughs) Uh, And uh, he's sitting upstairs with the fucking in in the shadows with the gold goddamn eyeballs. Like he goes Mm. upstairs and it's just Morpheus with those. And that that's the fucking comic book, dude. That that was the comic book. Yes, and but like I I can't. It's been so long since I read them. The the search for his items, the seven items he needs that are very important to him. <laughs> I do think is the first trade. It's nine, and yeah, that is the first trade. The second trade is the Corinthian in the diner. And so this will be probably a mix of those two then, because also I remember the Corinthian because he's terrifying, but I don't remember him being like the big bad of the comic. No, okay, so they added a big bad to the TV show because TV shows need a big bad. Are you mad? No. That guy creepy. <laughs> yeah, that guy do be creepy. 
and I'm in like they did seem like you know in this one where it's like all dreams and stuff I do like that this nightmare is just essentially a serial killer they were Mm -hmm. like even in the most fucked up area he's just a serial killer fuck it does he have teeth for eyes or no eyes yeah, he's not just a fucked up serial killer, Cassie. You gotta oh, see no. those peepers. I can't. Oh, no. peepers, I, I can't believe they already revealed his eyes. Are they teeth though? His his, yeah, his eyes, eyes are, are mouths full of fangs, and it is Ooh. the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Hate that. And he wants but other people to be like that. So like we see one of his victims mm-hmm. with both the eye no holes eyes. cut out. Yeah. Well, the first step to teeth eyes is no eyes. And then you've got to put the little dentures in there. (laughs) And then you slowly, carefully super glue fangs into (laughs) each of their eyes. Um, I want to talk to you guys about the look. Like, uh, is this a well-shot show? When we go to dream, or the dreaming, I'm sorry, and we see it in its, like, vast gloriousness, and then we also see it in its, like, post-apocalypticness, does it look good? Like, does this look like... Oh, cool CGI, or is this more than just your typical Netflix show? It's more. It's certainly more than your typical Netflix show. What was that zombie Ned's class of declassified survival guide <laughs> yeah. with Matthew Broderick? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that that is typical Netflix. But it is. It's more. But it's not Game of Thrones, like early Game of Thrones that looked phenomenal. But I'd say like it looks better than Paper Girls, and they're just stuck in my head because they're both our brand new shows. But man, Paper Girls, does, Paper yeah. Girls does a good job of like, hey, stuff's going on over there. We can't look at it. Yeah, and versus this is like, look at the majesty. I it doesn't bug me, but it's also because I am now CGI is going to be something I complain about the least these days because I go and going, well, it's going to look noodly and dumb, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you can just enjoy what they're making. I think even with like bad CGI, the way that they have like the filters on each one of like the. The ambiance, like the the colors and everything, I think they could even throw bad CGI in there, and I'd still like it, just because it all it seems like it all fits really well in their environment. And God, well, I just love you this love show. Twilight yeah. and yeah. like it because it reminds you of Twilight. So of yeah. course you would be fine with how it looks. I'm fine with anything. You <laughs> fucking throw a banana on there and make it dance, and I'll love it. Well, that sounds delightful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just thinking of bananas and pajamas, guys. That's her new country phrase. You throw a banana on there, I'll like it. <laughs> the other thing is that, like, we only have one hour with this person, but uh, is he kind of a fucking bitch? Like, is yeah. Morpheus kind of a Confirm. dipshit is asshole? Is that why I like him? Yeah, I think Confirm. it is, yeah. dude. <laughs> Knowing your romantic predilections, yes, you like dipshit <laughs> assholes. Uh, Which no, is I true to the comic, for sure. What, what, yeah, he is. What, what I love is because he is Robert Smith, he is Edward from Twilight, he is a sad emo boy who's just like, I'm too powerful. I don't, I can't. <laughs> like, I could, I could, ca- I could call my siblings, but I shouldn't. <laughs> this whole time, he's like, it, "Do I talk to the kid?" No, <laughs> he, because he, he, like, his his biggest flaw is pride. Like, right. how? And also, I get it. Like, because this kid, uh, at different periods of his life, is like, the kid thinks he's better than his dad, but is still saying, "Promise me this one thing, and then I'll let you out." And more if he's just like, "I'm not promising fucking anybody." I, anybody. I'm not gonna say a word. Uh, there's he knows that there's a disease taking over the entire world, the sleepy disease, <laughs> yeah. that could all end if he just made a deal, right? Like cut a deal, just cut a deal, and he's like the whole time. Mm, no, he's, he's a like, petty bitch. There's like hundreds of thousands of dead children laying in the street, and he's like, the narrator. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet talk. twelve inches. <laughs> but instead, there's glass in front of me and chalk on the ground. I, I see him as Lord Michaels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> no, consider You're this. You're gonna take that again. <laughs> uh, what I like about it is it gives me Black Bolt vibes of I'm so powerful. If I show any bit of anger and open up a little, I might destroy everything. And so that gives his like his ultimate restraint. And also, like, uh, it's a hundred years of humanhood, which mm-hmm. means so much to us, but means nothing to him. Mm-hmm. It's it, he's not dream of the sort of long lived. <laughs> What's his family called? The Endless. The Endless. <laughs> oh, this is when like, Mike. That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw the he pulled out his boy. devil sticks. <laughs> My favorite kind of Mike is the one who uh, reports on the Endless as if they're in a football game. Like, oh, <laughs> they're not going for the touchdown here because they're the fucking Endless. How about <laughs> that shit? Playing the long game as they do. <laughs> You do. Uh, I do want to mention you guys brought up um, his accent, and I believe you guys said it was perfect for the character. Um, you guys don't think it's too much? I uh, I think that it's a little bit too British. <laughs> okay, so like, I think. It, well, you say you're British racist, man. You just say that about every. No, 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 no. Here it is. Uh, Moon Knight was a failure of a show, and Sandman is not because it's the perfect combination of. Uh, Oscar Isaac's British voice and Kanju's voice all together <laughs> at the same time. Well, do you know what helps? Is I think this is just this guy's voice. I He's no American trying to do this now, is he? You yeah. think that? You think that you that think fucking guy? That's how he talks. You think well, that they, they obviously put guy has that voice. <laughs> they obviously put some all about that based on his voice. Okay, but guys, if you had to, if you had to guess. What weighs more, this guy's dick or this guy's body? <laughs> oh, 90% of his weight in that dick. In that dick. Um, I do want to talk. We did see, like, did you guys watch the little previews f- to get you hyped for the season before I- uh, the end of the episode? I did see uh, this season on Sandman, which was oh, so, yeah. like, first of all, I'm going to fucking watch it. And second of all, <laughs> I felt like there should be, like, this season on Sandman. This season on Sandman Miami. This season on yeah. Sandman Chicago. <laughs> and I get to see what all the different Sandmen do. Um, in it, we did see, I'm sure you guys know the name of the crow or the raven that yes. is talking to him. That is, is that Patton Matthew. Oswald? Yes, it is. Oh. Patton showing up again. Is that yeah. going to be too much or the right kind of vibe? I was bummed when I, like, I mean, we watch all these shows like Hitmonkey and Modoc that feature Patton Oswald of like, I'm a crow, and I say, fuck you. Like, all mm-hmm. right, we get it, we get it. Like, that's yeah. crazy. You're Love crazy. Pat in the stand-up. Pat in the voice actor really has one thing. Yeah. One one thing. <laughs> They're going to make him an animal, and that animal's going to say fuck. That's the boy. Can we go back to something really quick? I just had to look it up to double check. Of but, course. Um, if you fact-checked it, absolutely. I had, go to, back. I had to take the time. So our boy, uh, the man who plays the Sandman, he is actually British, number one. Number two, confirmed, because I heard this rumor, it is true, he did Big go to the dick? same school as Robert Pattinson, and they uh, are best friends. That tracks. That, that makes sense. <laughs> so, do I love the show even more? Yes. Does he have no penis? <laughs> no, he has a very large twelve-inch dick. And it, yeah, Caitlin, yep. Mm-hmm. Does this th- does this make you even more pumped for probably not this season, but future seasons? There is at least a panel where Dream of the Endless hangs out with Batman in the comics. Ooh. Do you know who plays Batman now? It's Batman. It's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> it's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> That's right. She got it. Um, so overall, are you guys, I think we all love Sandman. Uh, are you going to stick with it? We got a lot of shows to watch. Is this one of the ones that are going to be, you're going to make the time for? 
Uh, not to be too much shows. of a Caitlin here, but I wish that Taylor Lautner was Batman. I wish that Taylor Lautner was Sandman. I wish that the two of them could hang out forever. I wish that every episode of Sandman was called Lautner Man. And but no, I think that honestly, like, uh, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. If you can think of a oh, I will a different IP that was like this monumental to me that I bailed on, but like I think that. This one is so big of a deal in my life that I have to see it through, sort of. And also, I like the first episode, and so I'm, I'm, I'm in. You know, like, and even if it is sort of a issue by issue retelling, you know, like mm-hmm. this sort of is not that creative as far as how we're going to tell the show differently or tell the story differently as far as it's a TV show. Like, it is sort of the same exact thing. I'm in. I, I have to be in. Yeah, I don't care. I love the comic. I'll love it this way. That's fine. And I already know it's got blue filters, so Caitlin will absolutely die for this show with with um, subtitles because I literally cannot understand the British. Oh yeah, they (laughs) all. Oh yeah, that's how you get through it. They all whisper in hyper British. Like I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. I turned this on and I thought I was gonna fucking hate it because I could not understand what people were what he was saying and had to turn the subtitles on. Once it came on, though, I loved it. And also, when you turn the subtitles on, uh, it'll tell you what the British people are saying, but also it'll be like, Crow says, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, subtitles. Cassie? Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah. I want to, like, I want to say I'll commit to it, but I know who I am as a person. Um, It's a great show, and I want it to be on the top ones, but I don't know if I... I don't know but if I can accept it. You've never committed Sandman. to anything. Let me let I me just, I'm not there, you guys. Let me pitch it to you like this. Me, Mike, and Caitlin are gonna come yeah. on every week and talk about how fucking all the crazy shit that we saw and have fun like friends with each other. Yeah. What are you gonna do? It might be the ideal way to enjoy this is just listen to you three chuckle fucks yeah, and just okay. talk about this. So uh, I might be with the audience, we'll see what happens. But um, that's all the time we do have to talk about Sandman this week. We will cover it more. Good. Uh, but, of course, I have time for a website. Um, Mike, can you tell me about your big website plans? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're scoffing already. I don't understand. Well, it's probably going to be stupid. <laughs> I'm an idea man. Yeah, you are known for this. And I pour my heart and soul into things, and I don't know you're scoffing before I've even gotten to talk. So sorry. Um, uh, this is a safe space. Uh, creative ideas are welcome. You. The floor is That's all good yours. That's good. This is a safe space because this website is not. Uh, <laughs> this is of course called <laughs> itooth.net. It connects people. It's kind of a social network. Is hey, you have teeth. I don't want eyes. We're gonna slam them together. <laughs> Hate that. Uh, so it is going to create surgeries. Uh, this is going to be the next big thing. You've seen people uh, split their tongues. You've seen different body modifications. <laughs> this this is to replace people's eyes with mouths. Eyetooth.com. I hate to ask this. Um, where Cassie, are cut, you s- cut the feed. Cassie, cut the feed. Let, let's bounce. We don't have to do you a commercial this week. We this is disgusting. It? This is disgusting. It's terrible. I, but normally we spend at least a couple minutes you know, digging into the idea because he did spend the time to come up with this. Um, are you saying Your I Your funeral. Great. Um, This is a nightmare. I'm still going to send this nightmare over to our friend, (laughs) cybersprout.net. These poor guys, they are going to help you with this. Probably begrudgingly, but they will do it. I thought you were just going to say, they are going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) These little freaks will absolutely go to hell with this website. Um, That's because they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. Oh, Uh, wait, Mike, I have a question about your website, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if uh, my hands were uh, feet 
and my feet, my feet were wrapped around my dick. And mm-hmm. could I do that on your website? I mean, that's in beta right now. That's phase two. Yeah. But we'll get there. You know How what, Cassie? Get- I don't. I don't mind this website anymore. Great. Because you were like, hey, you need to bail on this one. It's already a lot. And then you were like, hold on. What if we brought in a well, dick and feet? What yeah. oh. He didn't know we were adding the foot hand Magoo dick package. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You know what? Cassie, I just thought of a new question. Hey, Mike, what if um, my feet were my feet and uh, my hands were my feet and my dick was my dick and all four of them were just rubbing on my dick as hard as I could? Is that on your website? Well, I just came. <laughs> it's going to be. You know what? I think this website is going places. Well, it's got legs. It, it will because cybersprout.net is going to help you out. They work hand in hand. Uh, they focus on collaboration, unfortunately. Like a what, fucking what? panda. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Do you know, Cassie, do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. So Cassie, he's, he's punishing you for not bailing when he said you should bail. I tried to bail. I tried to give. I was like in the wrap up. I was like, here's their spiel. And he was like, hold on up. Here's feet and dick for well, everybody. That's what a punishment is. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Wait, hold on. Stop, Cassie. Mike, what if also when I stuck up my tongue, mm-hmm. it was also a foot that could touch my penis? And I've got and five the, feet. I've at, got five feet. At the end of your tongue foot, at the tip of each one of those little toes, uh, mouths, no. little teeth. <laughs> Cybershow.net, your partner for the digital world. Coming up next, the pull list. We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is I Am Groot. Debuting on Disney Plus this week are a series of cartoon shorts called I Am Groot. We get five six-minute adventures, three minutes if you take out the credits, that show this precocious little fucking baby branch getting into adventures with, (laughs) among other things... A weird bird thing that finds him annoying, a spectral dance coach, and a tiny little community of people who don't know shit because they've been living under a rock. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did we learn anything about the character group? He farts uh, leaves. He farts leaves. <laughs> we did learn that. All right, number one for sure, he farts leaves. <laughs> uh, he is a genocidal maniac. Is it the cutest yeah. little genocide you'll ever see? Yes. Wait, accidental though, right? Yeah. Like, he accidentally took, when he, well, uh, after his term with Guardians of the Galaxy was done, he accidentally took 30 or 40 boxes of, you know, like, secret papers home that some of yes. them included the nuclear codes. We don't know. That's how Groot rolls. That's how Groot rolls. But before he accidentally stomped on that community, he also tortured them because he is an infant. Uh, we relearned how goddamn cute this branch is, Ryan. Does he have uh, wood teeth? Is he the George Washington of our generation? Wow. Yeah. He <laughs> also he, would never chop down a cherry tree. <laughs> he do lie like a motherfucker, though. This thing we know. We know to be true. Uh, I want to I go through, and I want to... Let's go through all five. And so I'm going to start with you, Cassie. Uh, what was your favorite and why? So we have Groot's First Steps. Mm-hmm. The Little Guy. Groot's Pursuit. The Little Guy is the one with the community under the rock. Groot's mm-hmm. Pursuit. Groot takes a bath and Magnum Opus. What was the one that stuck out to you? Which one is the one uh, with the dancing little guy? That was uh, Groot's Pursuit. First, uh, yeah, that one. Uh, I do like that one just because of the dance moves. Um, I felt Vin Diesel in them, and it, it really brought me a lot of joy to see two little Groots dancing together. Fun. And the offended stare when Flubber Groot says, I am Groot. Yeah. You know, Groot's <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> and we he's so pissed. 
he just launches him off into space. Like, that's another murder. And he is so <laughs> satisfied with himself. And this is made for children. And the whole time while watching these, I was like, this got pretty dark, honestly. <laughs> we should have called that ending, dark. though, right? Because when he was like, I am Groot, you could see Groot being like, oh, cracking his <laughs> back and be like, mm, I am. His I'm actually Groot. <laughs> his very satisfied after he kills the thing. I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, what do you think? What is the best of these five? Uh, mine has to be the little guy, the one where he farts the leaf and he destroys a whole, you know, group of tiny, a whole species basically under a rock. Now I want to open this up to all three of you. Um, Groot farts a leaf. What are we in minion territory here? Like, is this funny to us now? It felt like uh, it. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> it's funny. But it's the thing is, it's three minutes of Minions. Minions have a whole fucking movie and universe. This is three minutes. I can deal with it. I liked it. But I like, would like to go on the record and say, um, Lee Fart did get a chuckle out of Caitlin, a genuine <laughs> certified chuckle. Uh, in the moment, she was like, huh, well. "Now we all know." <laughs> we all know in the audience knows that when Caitlin farts, something comes out. So was it a leaf? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I have to announce it was not a leaf. Oh, was it's it a rigatoni. <laughs> it was a stick. <laughs> it was a stick. <laughs> all right, Michael, the most mature of us all, the one who's not going to cower to a leaf fart, uh, Groot's first steps, the little guy, Groot's pursuit. Groot takes a bath of magnum opus. Where are we going? I There's not one I didn't like. I, I, I we should say that, right? Is, like, is that the case for all four of us? There's not one that yeah, we didn't like. Yeah. I feel like they're too short to dislike. Like, right. uh-huh. it's just so like, short. Sure, it was entertaining. I, I want it because it sets it up, and I feel like shows a part of Groot. We know he's mischievous, but this vindictive, petty little bitch snit that he is like. <laughs> I will say, I think it was Groot's first step, one very adorable when he finally walks. But how much he hates this bonsai tree because the robots took care of it instead of him for one second wow. uh, was delightful. Again, that was like he was going for a vicious murder of this mm-hmm. plant. Like I think he tried to stab it at some point, and I was like, you know what? Darker than I thought you were going to go with this. <laughs> and it but beat okay. him up, and then he tried to fix it. So it's like I feel like it really did encapsulate all of all of his emotions and who he is. Now, Cass and Caitlin, you guys saw something at San Diego. Which one of these yes. five did you watch? Groot takes a bath. Whatever yeah. the bath one is, we watched Groot take a bath. I I think that that. Oof, I'm torn because I really like the one where there's just so much to explore with this dance coach Spectre, and he uh-huh. doesn't care, and he just kills him in space immediately. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that the Looney Tunes in me, like the way that stories should be created, is the bath one where mm-hmm. it's like, I look at all the leave things I can do, and then I will kill this fucking bird. And he does <laughs> murder that bird, right? Me. Like, No, oh. it, I, it's skin. He skins a bird. <laughs> like, so he has a little feather boa. Yeah. That's like when, like, that's the one, um, when I watched him, I was like, it was in the moment at Comic-Con, I was like, out of all of them, was that the right pick? But I do feel like it was because it was just the moment of like, when you do think he does murder this bird and he's like, no, he just skinned it and it's traumatized now. I was like, wow. You got to cut back to the bird being not dead. Just, mm-hmm. yes. just having trauma for the rest of its life. Just trauma will freeze come winter. Cold <laughs> will now die a slow death. That's <laughs> what will happen to this guy. Now, the one that we haven't mentioned is the one that you would think we would mention the most, which is the one with Rocket, which is Magnum Opus. He's painting mm-hmm. a picture. I felt like this one stood out in that it was 
this is not. <laughs> I only have four episodes to go on, but this is not. I am Groot. This felt like forced and uh, this slapped together. Felt forced. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. they teased this one at Comic Con. They were like, Bradley Cooper's gonna be in it. So I was like, Bradley for this Cooper. One. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this one. Aside from the very cute picture that Groot put together, I was like, oh, that's adorable. Aside from that, I I think he was definitely the weakest. Also, I but know Groot, and he's better. He's a better artist than that. And I know Rocket, and Rocket would have been like, "This is bullshit. This is shit art." <laughs> he had glasses, guys. Rocket that was. I did glasses. like that. Rocket is old and had to pull out yep. glasses. I enjoyed that, that and that funny. we almost saw Drax's big old dick. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two more Guardians projects ever, probably right, because James Gunn is out, and we have the holiday special, and then we have uh, GOTG three. Do you guys think that we'll ever see big ass Groot again? Like the, that Groot? Big Daddy you, Groot? I think in three. That you think in three? Will it be a yeah, big deal, we, or will it just be watching this person age until he's tall? I don't think. Age I don't till think, tall. I don't think we'll get a big Groot in our in our well, lifetime. We do <laughs> in our lifetime. <laughs> they did have trees take a long time to grow because we had. Um, Teenage Groot, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I feel like we will get to adult just because we already had teenage they started with. And, like, I don't know how long you could stick with the teen years because it's just so fucking rough. Like, at some point, they're going to need to grow up. Honestly, man, like... Junior. Like, he's he's not yet an adult, but he's, like... Yeah, he just has, like, a little... Shin beard goatee thing yeah. going on. He's not a fedora. He's not a girl, and yet still not a woman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 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 I like. I don't want like teenagers are teenagers for too long. I don't want to fucking sit here and watch that. Like baby Groot, when like the first scene of Guardians of the Galaxy two is the best scene of just yeah. him dancing around. Yeah. I don't want. I, I I miss my big Groot. Can we? When are we gonna get? Big I think Groot? we'll get him back, and I think Gunn knows how much of each step of Groot to give us. There's an exact science that he has down, a Groot formula, and he <laughs> will execute it. <laughs> All right. My uh, my moment of the series, I guess, is uh, watching this one villain be like, you know what? I'm also a dance coach, and still Groot doesn't care and just sending him off into space. You're, you're just mm-hmm. – <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, you're still equally stupid. Like you said, so much lore there, and we'll never know it. We'll never get it. <laughs> uh, Mike, what was your moment of the series? In in the Groot takes a bath, uh, the Marie Antoinette Groot. He yeah. feels how much he feels himself there. He feels like such a fancy little Groot and loves it so much. And they get that's what sends him to kill the bird because the bird fucks him over. You know what? <laughs> this is at, like. Girls should know that when boys are left home alone for one hour, it's all like I'm gonna jerk off and burn things and for two hours. It's dressing in their mom's <laughs> clothes and coming downstairs. Like, and I will look like I want to say, let them eat cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's also my moment. It's specifically the delivery that he has on I Am Groot. Like, it's so mm-hmm. dignified and sweet. <laughs> and just like a curtsy. <laughs> I Am Groot. So like, Thank you. Yes. Yes, bitch. Slay. <laughs> um, Caitlin, what's yours? Uh, I have two because I can't decide. Uh, mine, one is from Groot Takes a Bath. It's when he's a dolphin. It's like a literally a second, but he goes, <laughs> yeah. and it's I got it got me fucking got me, Cassie. That's you being uh, raised on SpongeBob. Woo! You, can, <laughs> you can only say I'm a Groot. I am Groot in English, but you can do a fucking perfect dolphin impression. <laughs> perfect, such a good dolphin. God, it got me. And then also in Magnum Opus, the one with Bradley Cooper, 
Groot puts on like a what is like a headlamp, but it was actually like an eye watch that he turns. <laughs> oh yeah, the whole watch, the watch light on. God, that fucking got me. I think about that That's every good. time I put my watch on. That's little Groot's head. That's how big Groot's head is. <laughs> <laughs> this series is on Disney Plus. Uh, it'll take a good ten minutes out of your day as to watch. As long them as all. the segment was. <laughs> <laughs> so go to check those out. Our next show of the week is Lock and Key. On the season three premiere of Lock and Key, Tyler is away building houses or something and not talking to his family. <laughs> Nina sort of knows about everything now, and she and Kinsey take on two demon sisters who trap Bodie in a mysterious snow globe. Taste buds, but mostly tasty. Caitlin, I ask you this. What's the worst tourist tchotchke to be trapped within? Tourist what? Tchotchke. Little like a little thing. a little desk trinket thing. Like a like spoon. A like, you know how people like will just oh, buy yeah. tiny spoons? A dumb thing people collect. Bullshit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> trapped inside? Oh, man. All I can think of is like a really good spoon holder. Like, not even just the spoons, the spoon holder. Man, I would hate to be trapped in that. I guess. It's snow globe. The answer is it's snow globe. I think snow globe yeah. would be the right oh, answer. Oh, he was looking for a snow globe? I know. I didn't know there was no, a No, I wasn't looking for anything, one, but, but spoon holder, <laughs> a thing nobody's ever heard of, was not Simply, what I was looking for. I mean, let's I simply don't know what that contraption is, but... It holds yeah. spoons. <laughs> it's in the name. Let's talk about the real things that would be horrifying to be trapped in before we start <laughs> creating things that have never existed. She I, she heard spoons and went, well, I know I can't say spoons now. <laughs> <laughs> spoon holder, but though. Whole new territory. We whole have new a vision. spoon holder. Uh, I mean, but, like, imagine that day. Like, oh, I'm a spoon. I'm off to, I'm off to like, my first day of work. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm caught in a spoon holder. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Mother always warned me about this. <laughs> Mike, before we now, talk too much about spoon holders, <laughs> I was coming back into lock and key. It, it really throws you right in. Things mm-hmm. are happening to the point that uh, I watched all of, I've seen every single second of this show. And throughout all of this, I went, what? Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm. I miss Caitlin? Like <laughs> two, yeah, I missed like two episodes of last season. And I felt like I lost everything i was like i do not know the show anymore i'm very confused even with that whole recap the recap was bad because i really don't know it it showed too much yeah the recap showed so much that did not was not germane to this it didn't tell me three times what the three tools were like over and over (laughs) again so i have no idea what's happening I feel but, like I was thrown in here. Did you like it though? Once, once you kind of like re- accepted yeah, the, stuff the fact I like that you didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I, I like this Locke family running around playing with new keys, and that they're like, uh, we Kinsey and Bodie. The first time we see them, they were just animals because they found a new key in between seasons, and they're fucking around, and like it has Narnia vibes of like Tyler's gone, and they're like, oh, I wish I could tell him about this one, but he won't remember, and we'll call us crazy. Like, so there's. It's still dealing with growing up and what family is and, and bonds are changing. And now Nina's just fully in the know. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't really like that she's in it. It like <laughs> threw me off because I f- it was like it was weird. I feel like she's fucking things up in this episode, which I mean is perfect. No, for she the crushed season. it. Well, I mean, she's like, let's not wait for Kenzie, who knows everything like more about the keys than I do. Let's just kind of go in. And try this new snow globe thing, like it's how uh, the Bodhi got almost Caitlin, froze to death. Yeah, Ki- Kinsey, Wait, what? Kinsey yeah. was Bodhi st- almost froze to death. Almost, Ryan, Cassie, sorry, almost, not totally. Uh, K- Kinsey was the star of the Academy Award-winning movie Coda, 
from 2021. Oh. Mhm. Do you guys feel that difference that like Kinsey was the star of the Oscar winning movie for Best Picture Coda? She did. She did keep rubbing some sort of trophy in everybody's face, and now that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> she, that was the new. That was a new thing. She put a key in. It was an Oscar. It was crazy. Mike, when um when Bodie was on the screen, did you want him to die? How's he doing this season? Still, he's the worst. I would say he's mellowed out. And okay. also, I think this would have been your favorite episode because for most of the episode, he was trapped in a snow globe that has real snow temperature, and he was yes. shivering and dying. Yes, give me the highlight reel of this one. That's what I want. Uh, Imagine an eight-year-old slowly turning blue and losing all hope because they think (laughs) they're going to die. Nobody can save them. That is what Cassie's into. Here we go. (laughs) Someone's got to go back and watch this episode. (laughs) I heard the best part of the first uh, first episode of the third season was when Bodie looked at the camera, took a huge bong rip, blew it right at the camera, and said, fuck Cassie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did like that. That is my I, moment of the week. I would respect that kid if he did that. That's what he needs to be done for me to respect this child. Uh, Mike, give me your real moment of the week, though, because I know it can't be listen, that sick, nasty bong rip. Cassie, listen to what you're saying, though. Respect this child. This He's just a child. Just let him live his life. No, I can't. He's too dumb. Some kids are just too dumb, Ryan. I can't. Hey, Cassie, let's yeah. be fair. All kids are too dumb. <laughs> I guess. You, all right. Uh, my moment of the week is, so we do get to see, Tyler is like, Habitat for you had, I don't know, he, he's doing carpentry in some other town, and he's like, I don't want to go to my uncle's wedding because I don't like my family anymore. Uh, his boss, who I, he, Tyler's still 17, I put his boss in early 20s, she says, hey, come to this bar with me. He goes, no, I, I want to go home. She's like, no, just come to this bar. We're all going to be there. They're not all there. Uh, she's like, no, this bar lets people drink. Don't worry, drink. Uh, he goes, I'll just have one. She goes, no, have more, and just keeps keeps pressuring him. There's something about Tyler that has adult women or demons yeah. who want to get that underage D. <laughs> and to watch him just nervously be like, not again. I can't <laughs> do this again. She's like, let's go back to my truck. And he's like, absolutely not. No. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she says, come back to my place. And he yeah, goes, no, does. I'm going to go home and go to bed. And she's like, I'm not going to stop asking. And to just watch... Ooh. This young hottie get harassed not to do with it. It's like, but it's Mike, sad. It's interesting. But Mike, think about it. Like, go from Stranger Things all the way back to when you were a kid. Isn't that always the case of just like, you know what? Fuck this one kid, and then just like that's how ghosts and supernatural people do. They want to f- literally <laughs> fuck this one. This kid. one. <laughs> You're right. This one from Stranger fucker. Things and from when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's like Ryan said, Caitlin, what's your moment of the week? Um, my moment of the week was when, um, was when he almost froze to death. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I, yeah, honestly, it was probably Bodie outside and not in the episode. Um, you know how five from, um, from the umbrella Academy, like you see him age, like as an actual like person and actor, Bodie doesn't age. He's still eight years old. Like he's still like looks so hot as fuck. Um, He's a nope. foot and a half taller than he used yeah. to be. <laughs> like, I feel like flashbacks, he'd still be, like, the same looking as first season. That's wild. Yeah. Um, Lock and Key is on Netflix. Uh, our next show of the week is Resident Alien. On season two, episode 10 of Resident Alien, our main three are dealing with a dead body. And when I say dealing with it, I mean murdering the dude, throwing said dead body in the motel's jacuzzi, and lying on the autopsy. Taste was I ask you this. Is this hiding the body too high of hijinks, or is it on brand for Resident Alien? What? Perfectly on brand. Yeah. Perfect. 
it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're getting it's not like too stressful for you guys it's getting to a point for me where i'm worried about this level of hijinks well i think they're trying to do something that they've never tried to do before which is um sarah tomko's character asta asta is like hyperventilating like yeah i cannot go through what is happening on this show and i don't know if they've ever tried that before Mm-mm. She. It feels like she's definitely reacting to this thing because she murdered the guy. Or she didn't murder him, but you know she killed him in defense of Harry. Yeah, I mean, like, but let's not just accuse people like of murdering. I've, I've, I'm not gonna say that about you and what you've done in Miami that one time. <laughs> it was self defense. But yeah, uh, but she's. I think she's reacting to the two years that we've been watching, and Darcy. Asta and Harry all have versions of that. Asta's definitely the furthest along on her anxiety attack and reacting, but all of them are going to be like, oh, what the fuck is life and what are we doing and right now? I love like uh, her like going to, uh, Asta's going to Darcy being like, hey, you'll coach me through this, right? The most fucked up person I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Darcy's laying down of exactly how to hide this fucking body without even an instant. Yeah. Like just she, like she she already knows I will travel to my place in Puerto Rico and I will change my name to Veronica. <laughs> she had it in, down from She's the done instant. this before, yes. <laughs> For sure. Or at least spent like multiple hours in her bar just thinking about how to murder people. Or just like, like I, I I will always cover up every serious uh conversation that I hear with classic Darcy jokes, you know, like mm-hmm. haha, I'll change my name to Veronica. But like, no, holy shit. Ass is going through it for reals. Darcy is what putting it on a credit card to go mm-hmm. go through it later. She'll go through it later. Yeah, I don't know. I guess she eventually does have to go through it, but she will definitely like hers is way down the line. Like at no point she's currently like she's now dating even like that shit ain't coming up for a while. But we do have um, Harry is definitely dealing with I don't know mortality. I guess is mm-hmm. his main thing, and um. It's his hit, like, when they go to him and he's just, like, I'll, you know, shove it down, but you see him, like, kind of break on his, like, face a little bit. Like, it really gets me a fair amount of anxiety watching it. I know, yeah. It, I think that, like, Harry is what, probably 300 years old, but as a human, he's, like, two, yeah. you know? And so what we're watching when he talks to uh, Asta about what it was like to kill somebody. Like, he's just becoming an empath. And, like, he's going through very important things that you need to do when you are a toddler. You know? And that's yeah. where, he, like, Asta's, like, saying, this is hurting me on the inside. And Harry, on, in his inner monologue, is like, I feel every moment of this. You know? And that that's a big deal. Yeah. We do have a lot of... um the actual worst character of the show and maybe all of our shows again the mayor and we're getting so much of the mayor especially in this episode like every time it went to him i was like this isn't necessary we can do without this guy but that see what what i don't like about that is the show knows that it's not like the show thinks this guy is awesome yeah but why are they giving him so much screen time because he sucks the shit like what what, 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 what's interesting about the mayor is it's uh, a side project of the show is to completely dismember the idea of what it means to be a nice guy. Yeah, and, and how... The mayor thinks he's a nice guy, but he constantly... He either railroads his wife by being such a little cuck, and he railroads Harry by just ignoring everything. Or railroads yeah. his wife 
Oh, then yeah, in they railroaded like, each they other. Fucking... Harry talks about how much he had to do to clean up their sex in his bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had to throw everything away. But also, like the the I think one of the most important parts of this episode is the mayor saying, "Hey, he called somebody on the phone and said, uh, oh, I think a murder happened in Jessup. The, you know, the next town, the over. next town over. You know, like this guy is shitty. Like not just like I want to, I want to appear cool. He's shitty." But it's the he doesn't want his town to be murder capital, USA. So he's going to put it on that town. Um, he's a bad dude. He's a, he is a bad dude. Uh, a good dude though, of course. Our beloved sheriff. We've already talked about him. But if Mike Thompson to have him back. He one of the best sheriff lines, and he has so many. Is uh, when we we did talk about. He walks in on the deputy recording her aliens video. He says she needs to get a better light. That makes her skin look better. And he says, like one of those fleshlights. Mm-hmm. And then she just stops and pauses. She's like, ah. And he just keeps on sheriffing. I do love, you know, like now that they have like, I don't know, fixed their relationship. And they now, like he's treating her more as an equal. Loving the dynamic. Loving that she'll like pl- be play dumb with him. And they kind of can still uh-huh. feed off each other even though she's way smarter than him. I love, I, I just love both of them. I know, but there's still lines that like hit hard of like, oh, you keep doing your facts researching, and I will keep coming up with my crazy, like out theories. Out of the box. That, yeah, that I'll, I'll be out of the box, and and you're in the box, and so we'll be equal. That's not fucking true. That's yeah. not. You guys are not equal in how police work works. Ugh, still love them though. Um, are you guys good to go to the moments of the week? Yeah. Yes. All right, Mike. What's yours? Uh, it's it's a combination of scenes around this jacuzzi where. He's worked with, and we've—I forget her name—but she's Darcy's friend. We've seen her do a bunch of different odd jobs. She works at the hotel. Judy Cooper. Uh, Judy Cooper. Oh yeah, because Judy Pooper. Not Pooper. <laughs> that comes out of her butt. <laughs> <laughs> but she she reenacts because Harry's like, "Here's what I think happened," and she reenacts, and then she's in the spot, and he says, "This is just dead human soup." And then the next time it cuts, she's naked in the jets, and she goes, "This water stinks." <laughs> Anytime somebody says this water stinks, it's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> I had a feeling when I saw that moment, I was like, "This Mike, this is gonna connect." To oh, Mike. really? This is Mike's moment. The exact fictional character that is Mike Gravano. You had a feeling <laughs> that that would be, yeah. Uh, it is. That was one of my moments. Just her fall into the jacuzzi. Beautiful. Uh-huh. Played up so well. And the fact that she did, honestly, they should have gave her more respect because when she fell in that pool, it was in the exact position of that dead guy. She yeah. did fucking commit. So um, respect to her. My other moment of the week is um, when the sheriff does walk in uh, on the deputy recording her video. Um, he, you know, he ends it with, you know, I did come in here with supplies. So he asked for a post-it note. But he does say, like, you know, but I'm feeling a little freaky, so give me that fuchsia one. Fuchsia, yeah. <laughs> Get crazy on that fuchsia. And I just, um, you know, when you're stuck in an office, I connect to that. I feel that I feel that <laughs> when you, like, want to get a little freaky, it is time for the fuchsia post-it notes. Uh, Ryan, what's your moment of the week? I remember a goddamn time, Cassie, where uh, Sheriff Mike Thompson was, like, the worst part of the show. And then he bloomed. And this episode was the blooming of Judy Cooper. I could not believe <laughs> her sitting in that water and saying, like, lounging and just being like, this water stinks. <laughs> like, <laughs> was classic. But my moment of the week is, and Mike, I want you to listen to me. Okay. I want, like, all, four, all, all three of you, we're going to change our lives right now because she ate all of the deviled eggs that were left over that night. 
and then ate four more that next morning. <laughs> and, and the deputy was like, oh, is that making your stomach? Is that making your stomach churn? And she was like, hell yeah, it does. And then she ran to the bathroom, but she was not embarrassed or she was not like pertur- perturbed by how much her stomach hurt. She was like, fuck yeah, I have diarrhea. And, and she ran away. And that's the kind of attitude. I, no longer will I let my stomach be like, fuck, man, why are you doing this to me? Why are you making me have to poop all the time? From now on, I'm like, hell yeah, I got to poop all the time. Let's do this. <laughs> Judy You're Cooper right. is the MVP of this show. You're right. She is the true inspiration because when Harry was calling her up, another moment of the week, we'll say, is uh, when he was like, my lovely assistant, um, Judy Pooper. Her commitment <laughs> to be like, huh, no, uh, that would be my butt. And then <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, Judy, like, cooter or something like that. He, she was just cooter. immediately followed up. That's my lady pocket. Fucking. I, <laughs> Cassie, I don't want to repeat shit that we have said on the podcast. Like, that's my last. That's the last thing I ever want to do. But a dead body fell to the jacuzzi. She disappeared for one second. One second later, she is <laughs> naked in the jacuzzi. And with a smile on her face, as Mike said, she was like, this water stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Cooper for president. Uh, again, this show is made specifically for us. Um, you, you should watch it as well. It's Wednesdays on Sci-Fi. Our next show of the week is Harley Quinn. On this week's episode of Harley Quinn, Ivy's having trouble looking into the green to find Frank, so she seeks out Swamp Man's help. Meanwhile, Swamp Alfred- Man, Swamp, Swamp Man. Man, Swamp Man. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alfred sets up Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle to have a therapy session with Music Master. Both couples learn that expressing emotion is the key to their troubles. Taste buds, I ask you this: How does Swamp Thing compare to other iterations of him? Uh, well. I do know I like Swamp Thing better than Swamp Man or Marvel's version <laughs> Thing Thing. <laughs> swamp Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Swamp Thing. Uh, is this is Sam Sam Richardson plays Swamp Thing. I uh, love Mike. Sam Richardson. Are you kidding me? Can can I just say, Mike, uh, future Pop Filter Hall of Famer Sam Richardson? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. Future Pop Filter Hall of Famer. Because there was Richardson. a show called Swamp Thing, right? Yes. That yes. you guys watched. And it was. Prior it was to me coming. Uh, Swamp Thing, the show, is legendary for, before the first episode came out, uh, Warner Brothers was like, oh, we have canceled this shit. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a bad show. They went, I guess watch it. <laughs> so this guy might be a little bit better than that one. I loved his top bun. Uh-huh. God. Swamp hair. Oh, my God. So Swamp Thing, they said he was coming. They like were like, Harley, uh, Ivy was like, I'm going to meet Swamp Thing. And I'm like, wow, what is he going to look like? He's got to be scary. And then to be greeted by this man bun, like swamp loving man. Woo! So he, he was hot? No, he was. He's Caitlin's he style. Was, no, my style is more blue filter. Um, he was too green for me. He's too green. Bluefilter.com? Bluefilter.com. Uh, but no, it was really. I don't know. She's getting squirrely. Uh, yeah, I know. She's she she's is. she's getting a little weird right now. <laughs> um, I I uh, uh, you know how much I love this guy, uh, this actor, and uh, how much uh, how little I like Swamp Thing as a character. So for mm-hmm. these two to come together was perfect. <laughs> uh, and to teach poison. Uh, the second that Poison Ivy was like. I, I'm trying to see through the green, but I can't see all the way through the green. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, Swamp Thing's coming. Let's do Swamp Man. <laughs> what? What? A couple things I had issues with this episode. 
Uh, this show is very good at like deconstructing heroic, like hero arcs, gender arcs, and Swamp Thing got very violent when Nora was like, "I don't want to actually be with you." And the show normally would handle that. Instead, mm-hmm. they're like, "Ah, he's our friend." He said sorry after he got very violent. Mm-hmm. Huh? And I was like, "Show sure, you'd normally do better than that with this." I didn't uh, see. And th- you didn't see? No, we can talk about that because it's a different point to have. I didn't see that. I uh, I did want to ask you though, Mike. Um, who was the most important female character in the history of DC-based animated women? It's Nora Freeze, I think. Nora Freeze. Is it weird to watch this, knowing what she did to Betas, like how she that created, she, like, like changed the game? Basically, we have as a culture, we have Citizen Kane, and the episode of Betas where Nora Freeze is talked about, right? Well, yeah, she turned a joke villain into like one of the most human empathetic like sad stories and now uh, she's here saying like let's go to new orleans to eat nipples off homeless people <laughs> i'm into it she just wanted to party nori freeze just wanted to just party. yeah she's been frozen for 25 years cassie and caitlin have you guys ever had a beignet i have at disneyland once and okay. i've always dreamed of that so no then right because no. mike and i yeah, no 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 mike and i, uh, mike and I no. have been to new orleans and had them we went to wow. Cafe Du Monde, bitches. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, and good? Harley was right. They're fine. Yes, they're, it's delicious. They're fine. <laughs> it's like, what if a donut was like a little better? Uh, my, my second issue, and it's I think it's this season, not just this episode. I think I hate Harley and Ivy together. Oh. What? I think it's making them both more annoying instead of like fun to watch. I things. almost, like I... I think I'm getting to agreeing with you, Mike, because I loved watching like our highly and Harley, <laughs> Harley and Ivy kind of pine for each other in the past seasons. And now they have each other and now they're just breaking down problems that they have. And it's it's less fun. I mean, it's still still fun, fun show. Yeah, it's still super funny, but it's this. It's also it's the same problem every week. Yeah. Um, Harley's a fucking jackass idiot who doesn't know how to give somebody personal space. And Ivy has no spine and doesn't know how to ask for personal space. Oh, I get yeah. it. Mike is about to get divorced. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is wild. I no, but like you, we saw this from like moment one of this season, if not moment three hundred of one. the last season of like, oh, cool, you want to do that? We're not in the same place. We're not in the same place. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could see this. The rest of this season being about a breakup. Okay, but can, I guess I'm I'm excited for forward momentum and less grading. Right now, the two of them together are grading. Right. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about a different way to handle relationships? Which is my wife and I have the same fights all the time. Mike and I have the same fights all the time. I mean, Cassie have the same fights all the time. I mean, Caitlin have the same fights all the time. But none of those relationships will bring in a fucking DJ karaoke singer person mm-hmm. that will let us sing our problems out. And did we handle? All issues for all TV shows of all time by watching these two fucking people sing it out. God, I okay. I didn't know what was gonna happen because I you knew Alfred called someone and then everything went black and it was like, where is where is Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne? And I, I, I'm so therapy. Caitlin, I'm so sorry. When you say Alfred, do you mean Alfred Pennyworth, the origin mm, of Batman's Butler? Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, of course he called up one of his friends. Uh, are we good to go to moments of the week? No, we have to talk about the song. They fucking talk about the song. They made a song, Cassie, about their they feelings. Did. 
It was all about how Catwoman only ever wants to be alone and how Bruce never wants to be alone. And, it was, and they both were like, we handled it, right? Because they still weren't listening to each other. It was other. such a groove. And they were so into the groove of their own part of their own relationship. <laughs> they refused to listen to the other person's part of the duet. That's yeah. fucking relationships for you, baby. I was gonna say this really connects. They didn't even auto tune their bad singing. I, I think know. that's what really got me. <laughs> oh man, I was so impressed by this. And then they finally land on the ground, and they at the same time, bat, while bat, Batman is saying like, "I I will never leave you," Catwoman's like, "I only want to leave you." It was. <laughs> you know what, Cassie? You want a fucking <laughs> moment of the week? That's my moment of the week. Is say, the is end of this song is perfect. Shit, am I gonna get a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you Harley's know. What? Hopefully, one day we all will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, what's your moment of the week? Uh, it's another Bruce and Selena moment. Is he gives her cats? And he oh. says, "I name." <laughs> he says, "I named them Martha and Thomas," and she says, "After your dead parents." And he, and it sounds real. Says, "Oh, I didn't realize." It <laughs> sounds. I just thought real. they were strong Christian names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, that was my moment of the week too. <laughs> Oh, and then and then you get the, him just feeding Martha and Thomas and talking to them and just being like, if uh, later Martha and, and Thomas, do you want to like talk or <laughs> it's great. I loved it. And the second that uh, all people are looking away, nobody's looking at how Bruce is raising cats. He's like, Alfred, take these away. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harley Quinn is Thursdays on HBO Max. Our final show of the week is Paper Girls. On episodes two and three of Paper Girls, Aaron and the crew are staying at future Aaron's house, and the more time they spend there, the more disappointed Aaron is with how she turned out. Intrigued with their future, the girls do some Googling, and Mac finds out that her brother became a doctor. She then decides to ditch the crew and find him. While the crew is trying to get Mac back, future Aaron gets kidnapped by the STF underground member, Larry, who, after throwing the girls in his basement, realizes... They've time-traveled, so instead of murdering them, he shows them his giant time-traveling mech in the silo. Taste buds, I ask you, is being disappointed in your future self the most relatable thing of this series so far? I can't think of a single thing, time-travel-wise, that does such a good job of, like, seriously? Like, this is... F- are you kidding me? Like, this is who I fucking grow into? And... It's the seeing both sides because twelve year old her being like you are a miserable mess who've never left this town you used to have aspirations and the adult looking at the twelve year old being like you don't know what fucking life is you don't know what decisions are and how to actually go through it well and that happens two times in in all of the storylines that we have is to from old not old adult Aaron <laughs> adult Aaron Future to young Aaron. Aaron and from uh, Mac's brother to Mac of uh-huh. like you have no fucking idea who you're about to become. So yeah. shut the oh, fuck up. I do you know what I loved is their relationship. Instead of so many times it'd be like weird and parental or overbearing and they'd be mad at each other, but the fun development of them bonding again was and just so. like rocking out to Danzig was adorable. Them rocking and out in the him, car was so cute together. I was like, this yes. can't work, but that moment was adorable. <laughs> this is all gonna explode terribly on, <laughs> yes. on everyone. But like, this, this moment f- right here. There's another one where um uh, Max's brother's wife goes up the stairs. She's like, oh, 
what is this, a homeless person? Cool. <laughs> she can stay here. And then uh, she goes upstairs, and then Mac's brother goes upstairs, and then Mac goes to go upstairs, and then swings a fucking sweet kick right to his ass. Yeah, you've lost nothing, guys. You are still brother <laughs> she, and sister for sure. She's treating this 52-year-old like he's yeah. still 17. It, he's 52. <laughs> he's my brother. It's fine. And then what I love is he's just like, I don't care that I'm a successful surgeon. Hell yeah, I'm going to act like I did when I was 17. Yeah, like, this dude for sure has a 401k, many stocks, and he was like, I know where to get He has many stocks. Yes. <laughs> he has many stocks. Many. That's how he got his wife. He rolled up and went, I don't know if you know this, but I have many stocks. Also, we, <laughs> we did something when Mac met her brother that I've been begging for, which is less Mac. Please, Mac, chill out. Just, like, yeah. stop being so, like, uh, what am I? What are you? Not Eddie Furlong? Because I'm Eddie Furlong. I'm a oh, fucking... she's so Eddie Furlong. Oh, did you notice that, Mike? Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I screamed Eddie Furlong. Uh, I would say, because I wasn't here when you guys covered the first one, there's a huge uptick in quality and watchability from the first episode to these two episodes. Is it pilotitis? Everybody... It's pilotitis, yeah. No, nobody's screaming their character traits anymore. They're vibing a lot more. Uh, and Mac, I think, even before her brother started to chill out. And then she, you know, she's not going to grow up all in one fell swoop. She's going to Mac out every once in a while. And, and like, yeah. part of this happened because they did the same thing that we do to Caitlin. Get the fuck away from us. Like, go, <laughs> ov- get away and go have your own adventure, man. Like, shit, you're not tough. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, there Stop w- being so mean to Caitlin. <laughs> fuck you, man. I'll you fight you right here. It's okay, he's expressing his emotions, and we learned that's good. <laughs> I will fucking put a Dave Matthews Band shirt on and scream at <laughs> all y'all right now. Um, Mike, we have to talk about something very important. Cassie, I don't know if you Please. knew this. Uh, there's a Pop Filter Hall of Fame, and then there's a specific people in Pop Filter who have their own Hall of Fame. And the number one person from Mike's Hall of Fame is Nate Cordry Nate for Cordry. some reason. And Nate Corsary is boy. the bad guy slash good guy of the third episode, Mike. What was your experience when you saw him when come out? He rolled up, and I leaned over to my wife. He was watching the show with me, and I said, <laughs> that's the Carzar's little brother, because she knows Rob Corsary is the Carzar, who knows where Carzar from, Happy Endings. <laughs> I did not say, and he was a star of a short-lived show, Only I Oh, you did not say. Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. You did not say. Which I bought every episode for one ninety nine from Apple iTunes. <laughs> uh, which was... The, the dramatic version of 30 Rock. Uh, so but this yeah, is, I was pretty fucking stoked, Ryan. This is the silo, dude. This is Larry. This is yeah. silo, dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, I think that most of uh, Mike's favorite characters and actors can be uh, described as silo, dude. <laughs> silo, dude. Uh, whatever. We got a freaking mech because of silo, dude. <laughs> All right. Let's not get there yet. Uh, Cassie, when Nate Cordry came in, this fucking yeah. white, bald, middle-aged idiot with a gun who thought he was cool because he had a gun. Were you like, oh, my God, it's Nate Cordry. I can't believe it. No, absolutely not. No, At you no weren't. point did I connect this guy to being in anything prior. I thought he lived on this farm his whole life, and they just walked up to a farm and were like, yeah, like, you. Like, they shot this documentary style, and that was an actual <laughs> farmer on the farm. And they were like, hey, we got to put a robot in that silo. And he was like, oh, well, I guess. I'll clear it of corn, I guess. That's how I live, but okay. But knowing now what you know about Nate Cordry, would you like to move him into one of your favorite actors of all time, <laughs> like Mike has? Oh uh, no, I would say it did get a you know th- that good chuckle I had that everyone heard. Uh, that's about the extent uh, that I would like to do. That's that that gets my fill. 
I, besides the Edward Furlong stuff, I think that we have the general. Wes. The 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 lady who walked into the uh, medical office and was like, "Oh, you're gonna do what I say," and then like, yeah, that's that's just Team One Thousand, right? Like, I think that the Terminator things are more than just Eddie. Like Mac looks like Eddie Furlong, Mm -hmm. and I do think that we have to go to a giant robot in order to win the day. I think is still that as well. I think this is very Mac is gonna fall down a giant hole with its thumb up. <laughs> As it does, I think I would I would love that if that happened. I think that this is very James Cameron. If we had to pick one name, yeah. Are you guys? Last week I talked about you know I was worried about the time travel getting too confusing. Are you guys like it's not confusing yet? But what is happening is um, because of our previously established time traveling rules that you can't interact with any of your future selves, and the fact that we are just living in their house. Um, is giving us this unique perspective, but is it also giving you guys anxiety watching it? Like, well, okay. are you putting these rules I gotta, on it? I, before you answer this question, Ryan, Cassie, literally every show you watch this week gives you anxiety. <laughs> I don't think it's the shows. <laughs> no, 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 it's the shows. <laughs> it's 100% the shows. I don't Cassie, know what you're talking about. Cassie watched four episodes of Bluey, and she's just blowing into <laughs> a bag. <laughs> All right, when he went on the wagon and his sister wanted to play shot, but he wanted to go to the park, didn't that give you guys some anxiety? The conflict there, it's a lot to handle, okay? Uh, I think that, Mike, if I may... Because, like, we had to do this whole time travel thing without you last week, and it was hard. Yes. But now you're here. And I think the important thing is when uh, young Aaron says to old Aaron, or old Aaron says to young Aaron, I went home that night. Mm. You know? And young Aaron's like, wait, you went home that night? So that's right. that's how we're doing time, right? Different different timelines. The Marvel way. It's uh, created a new universe. Where Dave okay. Matthews Band is the greatest band of all time in both timelines, as that's how God intended. See, I was wondering, do they know that they are a punchline in the back of this show? Because it's there's so many ways to show that adult Aaron's a loser, and the number one is that she owns 1,800 Dave Matthews Band t-shirts. Do you guys also, <laughs> do you know what this is also the anniversary of? No. The Dave Matthews atrocity? <laughs> Mike disappeared for a second, but he came back <laughs> to let like, to let me ready. know the thing I needed him to, me to know, which that he knows that this is the anniversary of the Dave Matthews Band atrocity. Mike, what is the Dave Matthews Band atrocity? <laughs> wow! It, it it like eight hundred pounds of shit covered the oh, Dave Matthews tour bus. Am I getting that right, Ryan? No. Or am I flipping it? You're so close. The tour bus dropped. The tour bus <laughs> Wait, dropped. What? Away from the not onto the tour bus. Away from the tour bus. Wait, wait, the wait, tour explain bus this shack. again. What yeah, happened? They, yeah, they did a hot down. drop of their tank. Their tank was full, and they were like, time to drop our shit. And like, it, I feel like it was on a bridge, and it fell on somebody. I don't <gasps> remember. <laughs> yeah, they, they, just... they absolutely covered an entire country <laughs> with the shit. The entire tour's worth that's of shit. That's a big band. There's like 12 and people yeah, in that Yeah, you guys band. know how big the band is, and also how long their tours are. Like, this is oh. stinky <laughs> shit. This is, this, is, this is a lot of shit, and they just... Dumped it all. And th- they're just housing magic mushrooms and drinking kombucha. That is stinky <laughs> oh, shit. Oh man! And that you know what's weird is, is like I bet everybody in that uh, like area was like that smells like shit, and it <laughs> smells worse than shit. I think that they had both those shots of uh, both those thoughts <laughs> of like this is terrible, but also equally differently terrible. <laughs> That's how the Dave Matthews Band rolls. Uh, on that note, I think it is time to go to the moments of the week. 
Ryan, what do you got? Uh, my moment of the week is Cassie just gently watching this in my bed, uh, seeing Nate Cordry come out of the screen and imagining what Mike had been going through <laughs> in that same time, underneath that same bright star, <laughs> watching Nate Cordry come on the screen. I love hate that is dead balls accurate. <laughs> that I really did turn to my wife and go. <gasps> also, Cassie, I have another one. The name of the second episode was uh, Weird Al is Dead. Yeah. And that is the name of an episode of Why the Last Man? Because um, they're both written by the same comic book artist. And I just love Weird Al being this like pillar of pop culture of like, wait, where in time are we? Where's Weird Al right now? And <laughs> this girl from the 80s had named her hamster Weird Al. And Weird Al does have a weird thing with hamsters, not like in a Richard Gere way, in a normal way. And she, just cu- her, she was coming to the conclusion that her hamster was probably dead, therefore Weird Al is dead. No, she didn't think that. She said Weird Al is dead, and then one of the girls says he's probably just old, and she said, no, Weird Al is my hamster. Oh, <laughs> right, that is dead. devastating. So dead. Uh, I'm so sad that I missed an episode with a hamster in it. There was a good. It was just talk of a hamster, Caitlin. Ah, yeah, yeah. This was, was not dead. What oh. was the? What was the show? This was it Peacemaker that we watched? Was, where there was like no, it was uh the bad one. Home. What's the Homeland one? Oh, the boys. Yes, the, the boys. <laughs> the bad one. The bad the one. Bad you one. mean one of the the best shows we've ever watched? It's the one with the hamster in it. By th- uh, by the way, we had uh we had the funniest character uh Shushi tonight. Uh, no one has ever received less votes in the history of Shushis than yeah. Homelander. Four funniest I was, character. Why was he I was, up there? I guess I wouldn't pick him on that. He's show. hilarious. You guys don't think he's hilarious? He's like, I th- he's like, fuck you, I'm a Nazi, and then he fucking jerks off a cow tit in his mouth. I guess it's just a different style of humor. Okay, yeah. I'm we, glad I have more than one moment of the week because the Weird Al is dead, and the Brian K. Vaughn connection was definitely one of them. Uh, it's nice to know that people we like are obsessed with other people we like. Uh, my second one is, I think it's Mac talking to Aaron, because she said nuts, and Aaron says nuts. She goes, nuts, boy nuts, balls, trying to describe <laughs> to a very pure girl what nuts are when she says nuts. You got balls. And she's like, what do you mean? Yeah, balls? She's nuts, boy nuts, balls. Boy nuts. <laughs> balls. And I will only ever call them my boy nuts from here on out. <laughs> These are my boy nuts. Cassie and uh, Mike, can I ask you guys a question before we bounce? Uh, is this show good? Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I think so. I am too. I like there's so much about it that like makes me want to be like, eh, move on. But I'm not going to. Like I think it's kinda good. Yeah. I think so as well. There's something that like you just can't like fully drop it. I don't know what it is. Um but paper girl dream. That's probably it. It's their secret weapon, including the mech in the silo. Uh Favorite Girls is on Amazon Prime. That is it for the pull list, you guys, which means it's we've now reached the end of our show. I can't believe it. We did it. We went through that huge play, pull list. But now it's time to wrap it up. So, Mike, can you please tell me about some websites? Yeah, if you liked everything you heard tonight, go to therapy. And then go to <laughs> popfilter.co. That's where we put everything we make. Uh, throw a little slash Amazon on there, popfilter.co slash Amazon. That is how you shop now. Non-negotiable. Book market. That is how you shop now. It really helps us out. If you want even more of us, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter. Pick a tier. Help us out, and we'll help you out. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> and Ryan, can you please tell us about the other shows? 
Of course. The other shows that we do, uh, there's movie of the year where right now me and Mike are in a fucking heated battle, punching each other back and forth in the face over what is the single greatest movie of 1982. Also, Greg is involved. And right now, <laughs> Cassie and Caitlin are in a heated battle over who is the best 29-year-old on their show, Unnatural. 22-year-old, 23. Who you knows You guys are 22 age? or 23? I always, I always say that you guys are too old. Uh, on Unnatural 20s, where Cassie, Caitlin, and McKenna, who just had a baby, yes? Yeah. yeah. She dropped it. Yeah. She dro- Babies having babies. She dropped that shit. <laughs> Cute baby. Have we decided? Because right now, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to go all out on a limb and say that it's an ugly baby, but I need one of you to go first. I'll go first. Ryan? <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Caitlin got some stuff to say. Anyway, Unnatural 20s is where Cassie and Caitlin talk about the ugly babies of their quote-unquote best friends. <laughs> Caitlin, we also got a social media. Can you tell me about that? At uh, Your Pop Filter on Twitter and on Instagram. There you can find some really cool things like pictures and words. And those little pictures and words are going to bring you delight. So you should go over to Your Pop Filter on social media. That's right. Next week... What? <laughs> what what part lost you there? Where, where no, it doesn't matter. No, it's we're, we've gone too far. Let's hit the gas. All right, hitting the gas, which means we're going on to next week. Next week, we got the premiere of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. <gasps> and Mike, I want is equally loud of a gas for this. It is the premiere of Tales of the Walking Dead. Oh, I'm getting a memo from the board right now that says that She-Hulk will be in the poll list because we're talking about Tales of the Walking Dead in the main what? event. What the oh, fuck? look, I have an Why? appointment next Friday. Darn. Yeah, same. I pooped. I'm Ryan's s- doing a solo show. Oh, uh. <laughs> so be sure to tune in for that as Mike cover- or Ryan covers from your Tales of the Walking Dead. For- hey, we're supposed to like get people to listen to the next episode, guys. Not <laughs> you did a bad <laughs> job of that. You. you said we're covering Tales of the Walking Dead, and immediately everyone was like, fuck that. So you know what? You could try to put that on us. That's on you. For uh-huh. Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I'm me. And for Caitlin, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.